Are you ready for some fun? Oh, yeah! This service is brought to you by the Pleasure Club. If you're under 18 and do not wish to be billed, please hang up now. Who said buying a home should be uptight and boring? It's time for Patty's Playhouse, your local real estate talk show with Patty and Scott. It's house talk with a happy ending each and every time. Patty's Playhouse with Patty and Scott starts now. Working out to find what a way to make a living. Patty, getting by, it's all taking and no giving. Just use your mind and they never give you credit. It's enough to drive you crazy and you let it. Ready for some fun? Oh, yeah! This service is brought to you by the Pleasure Club. If you're under 18 and do not wish to be billed, please hang up now. Who said buying a home should be uptight and boring? It's time for Patty's Playhouse, your local real estate talk show with Patty and Scott. It's house talk with a happy ending each and every time. Patty's Playhouse with Patty and Scott starts now. Working nine to five. Good morning, Tallahassee. I'm very loose today. I'm like, yay! This isn't the only day. Just want to throw that out there. I'll leave that to your to your I mind. Know. Good morning, Tallahassee. Welcome to Pollen Central. Oh my gosh! Because you can't walk without inhaling it. It, it is, is really that bad. is what she it said. It is really bad. I mean, it's bad. Really the, bad. Uh, it's bad. It's bad. And I love black cars, and I have a black car. You're, but it's green. this is the time it's where you're like, I hate having a black car. Well, this mine's is, a blue, and it's it's, well, it's green. a dark blue, so it's basically it's green. this is my first black vehicle. I, so it's just it is. Yeah, I've usually had like well, white bad. or gold. Yeah, Didn't you have a gold firebird gold. or gold car. I, gold I, I car. I've never met a good gold car to be honest. <laughs> I really haven't. Oh, I have a story. So I'm Patty Wilson. That's Scott that Coward. Story? Tish is behind the glass. No, I sold Toyotas for Hartman Jeep Toyota AMC in 1988. Oh, AMC. Yeah, you didn't have to say. Once you said AMC, we knew it was a long time ago. <laughs> and AMC, right. there was a woman. Her her dad was the judge. I knew who she was, but she didn't know who I was. And I was pregnant. She comes in and she goes, ah, it was Toyota. Hondas had gold cars. Toyotas had did not have gold. They had this very berry red, which I liked. And she was like, ah, I wish I had a gold car. <laughs> she was like all dramatic about. I'm like, well, we don't have one. <laughs> I was pregnant and very direct. Yeah. Well, we don't have gold. 
She's like, I'm not sure why gold you're, chips. Why would you sure, want a gold car? I'm not sure why you're just gold chip tish. Mine, well, mine was like a German tan. Yeah, gold but chips. German tan sounds better than gold. Light blue, anything with I that was a beige. fleck in it. Cashmere beige. Fair is is the chippy kind of like it's sparkly that, chips. That gold, it just never really Especially translates well. I mean, I I would say probably back in the day when <sighs> Lexus like, oh. did the gold with the gold. Um, when they had the gold lettering and, and medallion. Yeah. That was tolerable, but still not good. But I've <laughs> most gold cars. It was a Honda Accord gold. she was looking for, okay? But it flex. It just like you, it chips they're the just, car. I, I don't think they're just brilliant colors. They're not. They should be. I mean, they're gold, it looked, but they're not. Like, I think Mercedes has the best black car I mean, no ever. offense to all of it's you driving your gold car It's super shiny, right gorgeous black car. It's gorgeous. Whatever finish or coating they put on it, it's lush. It's I think theirs is the best. But other than, I mean, it's a car. I know. You're living in it, not right, living on right it, Right now, lady. it doesn't That's matter what, what color it is because it's yellow. It's green. <laughs> it's green. My car is green. Whoa. What does blue and yellow make? Green, apparently. Right? My God. There you so have we have guests today, but they're calling in. Yeah. We're going to talk about title fraud with our friend Jessica Bennett from Anchor Title. I have Goodness. to speak directly into the what, black thing what, in front of me. What has promulgated this? Well, I'm in cybersecurity, mm-hmm. which I don't mean to brag, you know, hacking a little bit. And I was in this virtual game with my professor, Dr. Carlos Torres, who I'm trying to get on the show. I have to, you know, be sucking up to the teacher. Mm. And he was like, we're talking about fraud we were talking about the tmh fraud we we're talking about i said well what about title fraud and he goes what do you mean title fraud so he didn't know anything about title fraud so i was like let's bring jessica on about title fraud there's this company that sells title lock which i think is schmoozy but there is title fraud whether it's escrow fraud or we're going to sell your house without you knowing it fraud there's title fraud so jessica bennett from anchortitle.co is going to come in and actually call in but let's not forget wire fraud and wire fraud, yep, that's escrow wire and fraud, yeah. That's, that's a big So we're going to talk about that, and then hopefully Dr. Carlos will come in after spring break, because I'm on spring break next week, so we will be on repeat. So you're going to Panama City? I'm going to Louisville, Kentucky, and then I'm driving to Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Uh, I just got to get over that. <laughs> <laughs> you, and your, you and your friends going I am, to Panama I City? I am, me and Roscoe. Roscoe is going with me to, to uh, Louisville. Nice. And I hope to pick up some more of this Woodford. It, I, is this Jessica that's on the phone now? I don't know if Jessica's on the phone. No, that's, no. Did you call the person? Yeah. No, that's the other person you want to give them? Yeah. You want to bring them on? Yeah, they are okay. now. Wait, okay. there's multiple Jessica? There's yes. multiple. I'm so confused. Bring this person on. Do it. Say hello. It's love. Hello? Lost love. Mm. Corey. <laughs> Corey. <laughs> Corey. Corey, hello. I know you. I know you miss it in the in the uh, station here. Well, he sent me a picture last week or a video of my fat back from six <laughs> years ago. <laughs> Glad you kept it. I sure did. You I never know when you're going to. Corey, have... if you don't know the show as long as we've been on it, Corey was on the show with us. He used to work with us when we were at the other company. Very long time. And ago. he sends me this random message where I look like a big man. <laughs> <laughs> from the back with like no hair, a cowlick, and fat back. Thank you, I think Corey. I saved it because you were super loud. <laughs> it was a video. It was something about chickens or something, wasn't it? 
So, so Corey, were you just you're going back and cleaning out, <laughs> cleaning out the photos and videos, and just ran upon it, or no, or what? It was a memory on I'm crying. Oh, it was a mem. It was a memory, all right. <laughs> but it's his big head. <laughs> memory and then try my to fat back. <laughs> so funny. Which so I'm still big, like so it's a big head. It, I do have a big head. Mm. But he, it was just random. I'm like, oh, Corey. So we started talking about tenants and how, mm, you know, they are. And Corey manages 300 doors. So sorry. Wow. How do you do it? That's where I came up with the 400,000 in in arrears. I mean, that's that's a lot. Oh, that's not my property. That's <laughs> one of them. In, it's just one of them. That's just one of the properties in this company. Oh, okay. How many How many doors do you manage? I manage 155. 155. That's a lot. That's a lot. How do you do it? I mean, I know you're like mild mannered and soft spoken, but how do you do it? Um, Mm -mm. A lot of Red Bull and a lot of late nights. (laughs) Yeah. Late nights? Mm hmm. Yeah, I'm usually here till seven or eight o'clock at night. How many calls do you get a day versus something's broke? Uh, So we are the lowest priced. Uh, community in the area, um, the immediate area. So we get calls nonstop. We've got like a two-year wait list for all. I mean, for something broke, for maintenance requests. Well, so most of the calls that we get during the day are um, for leasing. And we probably get, I don't know, maybe 10 calls a day for maintenance. You ten for your hundred and fifty. Yeah, for maintenance. Yeah. I was curious. So roughly ten percent of the. And so, are you increasing your rents because of the market? We just did. Yes. How much? The highest increase was one hundred and ten dollars a month. Oh really? So oh, he's in New York State. What town are you in? Uh, Newark, New York. Which is near where? Uh, it's about half an hour east of Rochester. See how he right says Rochester? Rochester? So cute. Tracking. Newark. It's funny, my uh, my new maintenance manager is from um, where is he from? Pittsburgh. Uh, the Berg. Mm-hmm. Three Rivers. I was telling him about you, and, and he sounds he's got like the same kind of. Accent. Did you? <laughs> Did you? I do have an accent, uh, yeah. and it'll be stronger next week. But it'll you're only going to Louisville. No, I'm going to, and then I'm driving to Pennsylvania. Ah, I'm going okay. to see the ants. Got it. The answer, I need to see them. I haven't seen them since last year. So, July. My dad's. Rita Palooza coming up. No, she passed. I know, but you said you were still going to have Yeah, that's October. Uh, But I need to go see them. I just feel the need to. Patty's on spring break. Smell them. So, I'm going to. Yeah, I'm on spring break because I went back to college, Corey. Did you? (laughs) He said, Did you? Did you? I did, Corey. I'm taking cybersecurity at TCC. Why? Because it's fun. I like hacking. She fancies herself a coder. (laughs) No, the coding isn't my jam, but reading the code is my jam. Mm. I mean, we all know you enjoy a good... A little sleuthing. Yeah, a little sleuthing. I do. I like finding people. So that... Listen, I learned some very valuable skills from you. Aw, thanks, Corey. She just taped that. So you were... I know I'm going to keep that forever. That'll be (laughs) my... It's going to be her ringtone for you. (laughs) <laughs> so you you're allowed how much are you allowed to increase in new york well typically it's like three to five percent oh okay we were so far under market um some increases were like 22 percent oh. what's Which, the monthly rent there 
The highest is uh, just under 1100 for a four-bedroom townhouse. Oh, my God. That's free. Everybody's moving to Newark. You can't even get a one-bedroom here for $1,100. For real. Like I said, we're the cheapest in the area. That's why we've got such a long... You're the cheapest in America. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. So are you west of Rochester? Is that what you said? East. East of Rochester. Mm -hmm. Wow. What county is that? Wayne. So it's basically... Well, stick with us. Patty and Scott, 850-656-0009. Stay on the line. We're Corey. Oh. The clock was always ticking in your heart. Yes, I know. Welcome back. It's Linda Ronstadt and Patty. Scott's sitting across from me and Tish is behind the glass. And Linda Ronstadt's made a little comeback because this is us. She has? There was some show on This Is Us was no longer on. It isn't. But because they sang the last song, which was Linda Ronstadt song, her stuff is coming up more in the the social media. Uh. So Stony Ponies, was it Stony Ponies or Stony, Stony, whatever. Anyway, that was her band when she left Tucson and became Linda Ronstadt. And then that they sang that different drum. And then they left and joined the Eagles, started the Eagles. She is one talented lady who doesn't sing anymore because she has Parkinson's. I'm done with Linda. You can't, you can't sing with Parkinson's? She cannot. Oh. It, it freezes your vocal cords. And they have that little raspy, like stuttered voice. So we have we're talking to Corey, and Corey is a property manager, which fascinates me. Well, considering the you've been property managing since you left us here, right? Yeah, since I came back to New York. So what, twenty nineteen? I moved back. Yeah, has it been that long? Yeah, twenty nineteen. Dude, we've worked together for six and a half years. Yeah, it's still. I'm surprised you guys haven't killed each other. (laughs) We don't see each other because I'm never in the office. It's so hard to explain to the clients, like. He's not with me. Like, what do you mean he's not Wednesdays with you? Wednesdays is when we see each other. And the clients listen to the show, and they're like, but it sounds like you are you have such rapport. And we do. Well, but we, we talk all... a lot. We just don't see each other. I know. But when we do talk, it's hilarious. It's the best, That's the show. It's the best kind of marriage. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it works. Separate but equal. Exactly. So you have 100 and some odd doors. 150. 150. And you've only raised the rent 3 to 5%. In New York, what's the rule about raising rent? How much notice do you have to give? Uh, 30 days. Oh, that's the same here. So what is different than Florida as far as rentals? I have no idea. Not much. Is that even even in their lease? So if the lease says X, you can yeah, still it's, it's, you can still raise it during the lease. We cannot unless we're unless oh, the lease yeah. says we can. That's a different thing. That's I was wondering. Standard. Well, I don't want to say standard because, you know, I know better. But um, every lease I've ever written always has your rent is X, but we have the right to change it with, you know, X notice. Yeah. And that is different than our standard Florida bar realtor lease. Yeah. You'd have to write uh, something in there that says you could change it for market rent. Hmm. 
It's, I mean, we don't have like a standard like statewide lease. Um, oh, you don't? No. Did you ever no. get your uh, New York license? <laughs> uh, so I. <laughs> you knew this was coming. Yeah, I know. I've taken and finished the class like five times. I just haven't had any desire to go and get the license. That's how I was about my broker's license until I was forced to. I took the course like three times, which I think was a beneficial that I passed it the first time because I don't think I would have if I hadn't. I mean, there are times when I miss selling real estate, but at the end of the day, like I'm working less hours. I've got the steady income. I can, I don't have to worry about unless there's a fire or somebody spray painting inappropriate things on my trees. I don't get calls, you know, after hours. So it's, it's kind of nice. Do they have one maintenance man for the buildings? Uh, no, I've got uh, three maintenance guys and a supervisor. So did they work for the company or they work for just this project that you work? They work <clears throat> for the company, but okay. they're assigned to my property. Okay. That's nice. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure they have a lot of stuff. I mean, they're doing oh, yeah. 10 to 15 calls a day. That's a lot of stuff. Yeah. How old are the buildings? Um, it's kind of a mix, like 60s. Oh, so older. I have to Google it. You'll have to text me the project so I can look at it. I don't work in a project, Patty. It's not a project. A project. project it's the project, not projects. Projects, you know. God, uh, this isn't. Like oh my God. Not Section Eight. They're not Florida. Yeah. <laughs> not Section Eight. No. Do you how? Oh, oh. What are your criteria? Are you allowed? Is everything fair housing based? Are you even allowed to do background checks? Oh yeah, we do background. Uh, so we do criminal credit. Um, rental verification, employment verification. We we track everything. I was surprised uh, New York's allow you to do that. Yep. So we don't count like medical bills or student loans against them if their credit isn't at the requirement. Um, but we do, you know, if there's any delinquencies or utilities that are in collections, that kind of stuff we, we look for. Hey, your rent, you can pick who you want. Pretty much. And we've got a two-year wait list. Oh, my God. He needs to build more at that rate. Like, he needs to find something else. Four bedrooms, $1,100. I know. I might move up I'm there. Still, I'm still in shock. Yeah. Our cheapest, we've got a one-bed, one-bath apartment. Um, so we've, it's the 155 units that I've got are kind of split down the middle between townhouses and apartments. Uh-huh. Our... One bed, one bath apartments are the cheapest. We just changed the prices are seven eighty five. Oh my god! In New York State, which is almost as low as what I paid for my two bed, two bath apartment with a fireplace in Tallahassee. Where were you when you lived here? Where did you live? I forget. Um, I was over by uh, where was I? Off of Tharp. Um. Well, they're now they're now two thousand dollars. Whatever it is, it's now two thousand dollars. I have units on Taco Hills that are fourteen hundred for two bedrooms. Well, I mean, most places. I was going to Google where I I was off of uh, Ocala Road. Ocala, that's yeah. All roads lead. (laughs) Pretty much between uh, love between Tharp and uh, Tennessee. So when Corey was on six years ago. He was in a relationship, and he told us on the side, don't mention my relationship. 
relationship. <laughs> and then he outed himself in his relationship. It was funny. That was pretty classic. It was inside jokes, but it was funny. Yeah. Because it was classic for- Corey. Don't say that. Don't say that, Patty. And then he tells- well, he doesn't want you to say it. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't want to, yeah, and the I, joke was love, lost love. So that's what Scott and I randomly will tell a, each it's other. It's no longer the joke. It's now the truth. It was love and lost love. We'll just say love, <laughs> lost love. And there's our, our ode to Corey Van Cowenberg. Yes. I, I froze. I didn't know what to say. Okay? <laughs> you okay. did. It was, it was a lot. It's in the rough beginning. times at the beginning. Now we're like seven years into it. We're all loose. We're all fancy free. We're just like. Scott comes in in his standard white button down. We're, we're no longer like, like we're no longer sitting around one table, <laughs> no. including including Tish. <laughs> it's a little easier. I'm just say. like ah, if I screwed up, eh, yeah. they'll listen or they won't. And what are you gonna do? Nah, nobody cares. They really don't. And that was really hard for me in the beginning. Like they're gonna care. Like spotlight syndrome. I know what that's called. It's a syndrome. What? I take deviant behavior, Corey. Spotlight syndrome. Spotlight and she practices syndrome. it, too. So you think <laughs> that the spotlight is on you, and it's not. Yeah, nope. It's not? It's not. And it was really, this. if nothing else about my semester at TCC, it's therapy. <laughs> it's like, the world is not looking at Patty, even though I'm such an introvert. I really, like, oh, they're not. They don't care. Patty, you can say pretty much what you want. They don't care. Yeah. I, I, in five minutes, they're not even going to remember the next thing's up. Yeah, I, I passed that class early on. <laughs> didn't. Never did care. Spotlight syndrome, it's called. <laughs> yeah. That's it. I just assume people aren't paying attention to me. Oh, they are, though. They are paying more attention to you than more me. More than I know, but that's because yeah, I don't yeah. really. Because you have nicer God, shoes. Still out there. You have nicer shoes than I do. But that's it. <laughs> that's exactly why. <laughs> shoes. That's yeah. true. Well, thanks for coming on. That was really nice yeah. of you. Thanks for having me. It was a fun little uh, surprise, and I got to, you know, I got my reports done a little early. And Aw, and your training. Mm, and, yeah, and, and, are you in charge of the office? Say yes. Yeah. Are you like the Lonnie Anderson of, <laughs> <laughs> of the property of WKRP? Management? I don't know who that is. So. Oh, oh, my God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> This call is over. (laughs) Bye, Corey. You've got to go back and watch WKRP on Hulu. Or at least Burt Reynolds. Oh, my God. I don't know who that is. That's been my whole life since January. I don't know who that is. The students at. Well, they're 20. I know. That's the problem. So I made a TikTok. Corey, are you still there? Well, of course I'm here. I made a TikTok because I was outside of Mavis Tire. I took my dad's car to get fixed. And this girl's out there, and she's young, yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'm so excited when it gets fixed that I have a CD player. And she said, a what? Mm, nice. She's 23. Yeah. A CD player. I said, well, do you know what a cassette is? No. And she's like, I don't think I do. And she goes, oh, I do. It's a mini VHS. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm telling you. It is. It was hilarious. And I was like, how old's your mother? Because I need to talk to right. her because you don't know anything. And she's like 40. I was like, okay. Oh, mini wow. VHS because she said it like they had the tape uh, and I said I yeah it. back in the day we used to take a pencil and wrap it and she didn't understand <laughs> thanks Corey Patty and Scott 850-656-0009 my heart only wants what it
Welcome back. It's Patty Wilson. It's Scott Coward. And you were on my mind. Was I? Listeners. Oh, listeners. If you want to download our podcast, it's Patty's Playhouse on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher. You can just Google it. You name it, we're there. We're there. You can find us on Living Tallahassee. That's a hoot. (laughs) I mean, a hoot. You need need some light reading. Dude. People post some stuff, and then they get mad because people respond, and they get all woohoo. But I don't care. Well, you shouldn't be posting something. Right? You don't Let's think ask questions gonna, about if, the Bible I mean, at church. Just, church in the Bible happen. and then wonder why people right. disagree it's with you. Happen. And I allow the post because I believe in free speech. They can say what libertarian. they want, but you can't, expect, right? you can't expect not to get feedback. It's hilarious. So you can find us there. You can find Scott Cowart at Home Goods. <laughs> <laughs> Normally. <laughs> He's at Home Goods. Normally. I'm everywhere. You see his white shirt. He's at home good. So we do have another guest. This yeah. is two guests in one show. It's very rare. It's the real Justin. Very rare. We have Jessica Bennett from Anchor Title. And we were going to talk about title fraud. Mm. Came up because I talked to Dr. Carlo, Carlos Torres, who's the head of computer science at TCC, who's a professor of mine, which he's brilliant. And he has a very nice voice. So I'm trying to get him to come in the show. But to talk about fraud and how hacking and identity theft and passwords and whatever and i was like well yeah there's and he goes well what do you do we talked about real estate and he's like blah and i'm like well what about title fraud and he had never even heard of it so jessica wow all right what is title fraud so title fraud there's actually two different sides of the title you got to talk into your phone it's barely heard you can barely hear me can you hear me now yeah but it's echoey is it echoey? I don't know why. I don't know, but that's better than it was. Go Sounds ahead. Sounds like Scott and the M8 sitting in Ponte Vedra <laughs> calling in. <laughs> go ahead. Um, maybe I just need to talk up. There you um, go. That's better. Office. Talk up. That might be the reason. Talk up. Talk up? Yep. Is that better? Yes, that's clear. Perfect. Okay. Um, so there's two two types of title fraud. There's actually buyer and si- seller title fraud that we've dealt with. Um, buyer fraud was on the rise with cash buyers, you know, the last several years during, during the boom. But recently we've had more seller fraud with fraudulent listings. Um, people are contacting realtors, having them list the property and at some point during the process, it's being revealed that the person the realtor has been in contact with is not the owner of the property. How do you so, find this out? So we've had like at closing several different times. <laughs> sometimes, yes. Oh my That's a bad God. day at the office. Go ahead. Wow. But some we've actually been very lucky that. Some of the agents we've been working with, because they do a lot of vacant lots, have really been good at doing their research. What one agent who started listing a lot of lots, which what tipped her off was she um, got nasty calls from a neighbor, uh, you know, from her sign. And then when they found out, when they when she talked to the neighbor, you know, they they came to realize the neighbor knew the owner really well. And it was all fraud. Whoever had contacted that agent to list that lot was not real. And so um, she's been getting driver's licenses, passports, you know, all of that. And we've been running them through our underwriters. 
because they're keeping a list of names, pictures. You know, every time a fraudulent um, transaction is reported, they all the all the underwriters keep a report of that with alias names. So they've seen the same pat, you know, passports and driver's licenses pass through several areas in Florida and in the country. So, so are you reporting it to the FBI? Yes, we have reported some of them. You know, we kind of, the underwriter tells us what to do, you know, okay. if they're going to report it or if we report it. Okay. And uh, you, if, have you reported anything to the FBI? I reported a buyer fraudulent um, situation several years ago. And what happened? Anything? Did nothing. they talk to you? Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Do you think most yeah. of the fraudulent people are out of the country or do you think they're yeah. local? No, they're out of the country. So my buyer wrote a cash contract <gasps> and sent two Canada checks for about 150000 each. Um, we deposited them. They were marked by our bank cleared. And then all of a sudden the buyer was like, my wife is leaving me. I need my money. And it got really nasty. He got really nasty with us. And my gut told me something was not right. And then when we reached out to our bank, we found out that um, international checks, even if they're like cashier checks or whatever, they can take six to 12 weeks to technically clear. Like even though they'll mark them. Uh-huh. Um so he knew that and he was trying to get that $300,000. Oh. Mm-hmm. Have us wire it. So I reported it, but they just took the information, and that was the, the extent of the reporting that we've encountered. When when they them. do most of this fraud, is it typically a mail away? Yes. Okay. They're never local. Of course. They prey on elderly, too. We had a situation where— That's my fear is the elderly. It's yeah, just I mean, constant— it is. We had that one of the situations we had was one of the realtor was like, I think the seller is supposed to be elderly, but the person I'm talking on the phone with sounds like they're in their 40s or 50s. Oh. And sure enough, when she started getting driver's licenses, and I think she talked to the seller's attorney, somehow got in touch with them, she confirmed this seller was actually like 90 years old, you know, the real seller. So, um, so, yeah, they, they definitely prey on elderly and vacant properties is what we've noticed. Vacant or you said you mentioned lots like vacant lots yeah. as well. Vacant lots is the biggest because nobody questions them as much. They're smaller price points, you know, and a lot of people own lots and don't live locally. Um, They're abandoned. Uh, we call them abandoned yeah. or like owners. Yeah. I'm just thinking through the process, but when you're. When you are in the midst of trying to uh, do fraud, you're putting money down in escrow before you get to closing. Right. Well, is that so, money real? So you're literally, you're you're hoping that you're this betting. gets through because if it doesn't, you're losing the actual so money. So on the buyer side, in. are they depositing an escrow that clears? Yeah. So that check situation with the Canadian checks was my first, mine and Evie's first time. So is that? it when you were here in Tallahassee? Yeah, that was when we were in Tallahassee, and we we decided no more. That's why a lot of title companies outside of Tallahassee won't even accept any kind of checks, not even cashier's checks, because there's so much fraud going around. South um, Florida won't take checks at uh, all. I, for me, I wouldn't. I mean, Jacksonville doesn't. Never know. Either. 
Jacksonville doesn't either. When I would um, let, you know, customers bring a cashier's check physically to the closing, they were baffled that I would allow that, you know, because no other title company did. And, um, but that's why, but why, you know, there's fraud with wires. Yeah, there's fraud everywhere. You just have to double check. Yes. So that's on the buyer side. Now tell us a little bit about, I'm going to tell you what, how to avoid title fraud, just what I looked up. So, I mean, there's people who don't even do it with the purchase that are committing fraud against your title. They're taking out loans. You don't even know. They could take out a HELOC. You don't know, right? Um, right. They found out from the online records that your title has changed, which is where this title lock, it's like one of those legal, like, I can give you legal insurance for a lawyer if you need it for a DUI kind of thing. Um, tax collector, they'll change the address for the tax collector. They'll start changing the mailing addresses, and they don't tell you the mailing address. There's no confirmation. If I called Leon County Tax Collector and said, mm-hmm. I need my mailing address for the tax bill, there's yeah. no confirmation yeah, that goes out. they don't do that. I, I learned that through Amber stuff. Like, yeah, they I, don't when do I went that. Up there. Yeah. And SunBiz is the same way. So companies that, you know, um, own property – Anybody can go into SunBiz and change the record. Thank you very much. And there are, I do not do it. So if they you're using put that their to tax verify, ID number on the freaking SunBiz. Mm-hmm. Hattie is never doing that. And I got called out for it, some client or whatever. You don't have a real, you don't have your tax. My tax ID number is not going on SunBiz. I think it's just ripe for that. But millions of people have it. Millions yeah. of people put their tax ID up there. Well, I never thought about it before until you just said that. <laughs> I mean, we have ours on there. <laughs> I would take it off. It is just why it's not necessary. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I, if I have to show a W nine, I will, but it's not necessary for me to function. So what else? Right. So there, uh, some business an issue changing your addresses for uh, Leon County property appraiser or wherever county you live in is an issue. They just go in and hey, I'm so and so. I'm changing the address. They're like. Send me an email. Okay. Bye. There's no process cross verification where if like I just got something from my son works for Amazon. You change your address, they mail you something. But to your old address. That's classic. <laughs> They're not changing to your new <laughs> Stick with us. It's Patty and Scott. And we have Jessica Bennett from Anchor Title on the line. 850-656-0009. What you gon' do to me? But I ain't seen nothing. Typical and hardly the type of fucker I like when the fears is Welcome back. Patty and Scott, Tisha's behind the glass, and we have Jessica Bennett from Anchor Title on. So I'm just going to read you. We're talking about title fraud, home title fraud, and there's title lock insurance, which I'm not, you know, I'm not proponent of by any stretch. I think you can go in and look at your own title. In Leon County, we in other states like Pennsylvania, they have a recorder of deeds. In Leon County, Florida, you can go into leonpa.gov. It changed. But if you click .com, it will forward to .gov. Here's an example. You find out there's a satisfaction of your primary mortgage. So they paid off your note. 
They find out your note's only $50,000. These fools have paid it off because it's going to benefit them in the long run. That was filed on your house. Next, you discover that your home was transferred. Now it's cash. Your home's paid and clear. Transferred by deed to another property with fake title. And they refinance it for $500,000 as a new primary loan. You then discover there's a second mortgage on your home for three fifty. You obtain copies of all these documents and see your name has been forged on the deed. There's no, there's a notary stamp and notary signature on all those documents, all from the same notary. Someone's going to jail, but not that day, and that's the problem. For real, that's you've that's, now lost your house. Yeah, it's like getting in a car accident. Yeah, so I don't owe a lot on my house anymore. Someone, God forbid, could go in and pay for it, and then just transfer the title. You report the matter to the police. There's wire fraud. There's all sorts of frauds. But we have a tenant who was just evicted who allegedly committed 88 counts of fraud three years ago. That's a long time to find out these things and then try to recoup your money. Yeah. For real. 88. Now, they've handled all this money. This is scenario. It's from Michael Van Zandt from Forbes. From Forbes. You report the matter to the police. The police tells you no such person exists that is the grantee on your deed, and the notary does not appear anywhere in the licensed notary list. You know, anybody can make a stamp. And anybody can be a notary. As for 850000 there's no trace of who obtained it or where it went. You must now hire an attorney, stop the foreclosure to try and get your house back. The lending institution is not sympathetic, goes forward with the sale of your home. You're forced to move, and you're left with a judgment for a lot of money. That is why you need to check your own property records on the frequent. Well, clearly, daily. Wow. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, this person had $50,000 in legal expenses. You might be surprised how easy it is to file the document with the clerk's court. You walk in, hand the document, quit claim. This is usually done by messenger. The clerk date and stamps it, and his mm-hmm. chain of title is done. That is title fraud. And what do you really do to protect yourself from it? Check and make sure uh, uh, you don't have a satisfaction. Right, that's, from the satisfaction of mortgage, it is thing. a constant recurring thing. Like, I check mine on the regular. Because mm-hmm. I am close to paying it off. That or, that or you go out and get a very large refinance mortgage. <laughs> so nobody will pay it off. <laughs> so, so examples, they say, check the county recorder very frequently. Search tools to ensure there's no deed or mortgage you can, you don't know about. They used to publish, you know, the record, records, but I don't think mm-hmm. they do anymore. If your property's not occupied, check often to insure it. Hire a property manager. Having your own property, you are out of town. You have a tenant. You don't know the tenant. You, They're in your house. on. You don't know them. You've really never met them. You need a property manager. Ask someone you trust to look after your home if you're going to be away for an extended period. That's the other thing with squatters. This The professor didn't understand that squatter can come in your home while you're on vacation and is now a tenant in the state of Florida, and you have to evict them. Good luck. Takes months. Now they're going to say they have breast cancer, and the judge is going to be like, oh, No evidence <laughs> that you have breast cancer. I watched uh, eviction court last week. No evidence of any of this. But the judge was like, oh. Do not let mail pile up if you're going out of town. Don't tell people you're going out of town on social media. <laughs> Don't. Wait if my husband's at home, do not tell people you're going out of town. Make sure the assessor, get a ring doorbell. Make sure the assessor and tax collector have your correct address. 
for you to receive notices. But I was going to talk to the, after I researched this, I was going to talk to the county property appraiser. If addresses are changed, they should send out confirmations. Yeah. Notice if you suddenly stop receiving notices, report all suspected fraud to the district attorney. Good luck here, by the way. Several companies sell title fraud protection. Given the unlikely occurrence of title fraud, one wonders if it's worth the cost. The companies promise to protect your title. So from a title perspective, Jessica, what is the what is the most fraud that you see? Is it wire fraud? Yeah, it's more people trying to scam the title companies out of wire, like money. Mm -hmm. That's what I've seen the most. You know, now here recently we've seen the fraudulent sellers, but for us it's never nothing's happened. You know, we've we've not gotten anywhere near a closing, you know. Oh, you haven't? Good. The most we've gotten is a signed contract, you know, so, um, but the most I've seen is the wire scams, you know, interjecting the wires from the buyers and redirecting wires from, instead of going to our title company, you know, the title company to some random account, you know, off. Do you carry insurance for that now? Um, they do have insurances for it, but really there, it doesn't affect us because it's the buyer's due diligence to make sure they're wiring to the right place. So we're only affected if we send a wire somewhere like to a seller. So like we have really strict policies that we do not accept wiring instructions from sellers electronically or verbally, because I've seen that where, you know, we'll close and someone will, uh, their emails hacked and they'll email and say, Oh, I gave you the wrong account. I actually need it to be wired to this account, you know, and it was all a scam. It yeah. Was- I'm not going to ask you how you do it. So don't worry about that. But I think it should be like a lot more security than it is. And it is a pain. And I don't think a lot of realtors, especially older than Scott and myself, understand that and don't portray it. So you have a fraudulent contract. What do they say when they find out? What's the down low? You know, they just, um, they're just baffled. Like I just saw a realtor post before I hopped on that she had another situation with a fraudulent seller and that if she had a check IDs and passports and realized it was a fake ID, you know, she would have been in another scenario, you know. It's the same realtor? Uh, one of the same realtors has had several because she has a lot of lots. Oh. Yes. But she's like becoming a pro at what to ask and look for now. Ooh, so. maybe she'll come on. So, yeah. Would you talk to her and ask her, invite her? Yeah. I would love that. Next. It's wonderful. So I could do that. But, um, but from us, you know, we're, you know, the buyer, I'm sure y'all remember there's been stories of people wiring $300,000. Mm-hmm. I remember when we were at that previous company, both of us, yes. the first time. Mm-hmm. It was like yeah. an $80,000 gig. Yeah. Yeah. And so the buyers, there, there needs to be more protection for them with their bank, I think. You know, we have protections if we wire something fraudulently through our, you know, carriers and such. They have, you know supplements that you can add but what about the buyers who who don't do this every day and they're relying on their bank like for example several years ago a buyer wired a twenty thousand dollar emt the husband was wiring it and the wife dropped off a check the realtor wasn't communicating with all three together and come to find out the buyer wired twenty thousand dollars from capital city bank who knows knew our title company very, very well, and they wired the money to PNC Bank in Clearwater, and it was someone local 
who assisted him with the wire. And I was like, you know darn good and well there's no PNC in Tallahassee and that no title company is going to bank with a bank that's not it's local. Not local right. You know us. You know who we bank with, you know. So and what happened? He lost it. <gasps> lost the 20 Bad day. Mm-hmm. A real bad day. Yeah. So there's no protection in my opinion, for the buyers when they're sending these transfers with their banks, you know? The bank just said, whoops. Yeah, the bank's just like, well, you gave us this information and we sent it. You know, oh. it on you. But, I mean... I had not- one where they caught it. There was something about the name or something, and it was very, min- like, minuscule, and they caught it, and they didn't send it. Yeah, they called, and it was with when it was with North Florida Title. I mean, you have so many changes with banks now these days too that any of that could be confusing, and some aren't the same ABA and routing. Uh -uh. That's another issue, right? That that the wire routing. So USA is one. People are using what's on their check when in fact Mm -hmm. it's not. If you had a, if there was a perfect world, Jessica, where you could fix this, what would you have the banks or the buyers and sellers do? I think that the buyers, you know, to protect their funds, should be getting a printout. A printout. I say we do Bitcoin. You know, printout from the bank, certified. And then I think there should be more due diligence for... We got to go. Like a notarized listing. Bye. We got to go. 850-656-0009. It's House Talk with a happy ending. Every time. Every time.